2: Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the Women in League Show, Episode 2, Season 2. My name is Dan Frost. And as always, I'm supported by the best panel in the business. Tonight, we've got a full house. We've got Tasha and we've got Alicia. And as teased on social media, we welcome a new panel member to the Women in League Show. Dana, uh, great to have you on board.
0: I'm excited to be here. It's, um, you know, I've listened to the podcast for a bit, and, you know, you guys are all New South Wales and, I'm from Melbourne and I'm born and raised in Victoria and with that comes with following Queensland, so... (laughs) I'm excited to to bring a different perspective um, to the podcast and to our conversations. I'm excited. Yeah, look, it's
2: gonna we, be good. we did promise our listeners that we would sort of roadshow around the country and really provide that <laughs> holistic perspective, but, uh, no, we can definitely be a little bit New South Wales by. So great to have you on board to talk about our beloved Queenslanders and also um, promote uh, the game down in Victoria because it is growing and it's, um, yeah, great to see down there. All right, guys, let's jump into to the listener question for the week, and it is uh, Tasha, Alicia, Dana, and Dan, which NRLW team is most likely to win their first two rounds, and I guess start the start the season with a bang? Um, let's start with Let's start with Alicia.
3: Well, firstly, happy twenty twenty two, guys. Sorry, I missed last podcast. Um, I've gone with Parramatta newcomers, um, which sort of breaks my heart, as we know I've got a soft spot for those Knights. Um, Yeah, I just like the the balance of their squad. I've been doing – I did some previews before Christmas and, um, you know, I think that they can start really, really well against the Knights and then they've got the Dragons the following week. So I think there's every chance that they can win their first two games.
2: Yeah, very nice. Well, I'll quickly jump in and defend my uh, my Newcastle Knights. I I feel like uh, I feel like a hot start is definitely on the cards. I, I think Newcastle are very much an unknown, you know. It's uh, obviously there's there's been a lot of signings like a lot of clubs, but uh, it's just that forward pack and I think this is a competition where where combinations are a little bit rusty, the tournament is very, very short. I think it's going to come down to the middle. So really loving the way Newcastle have built their side from from in terms of their, their front row. So, um, yeah, Newcastle Knights for me. Dana, what about yourself?
0: I'm going to, you know, odd one out, going to back the Brisbane Broncos. Um, you know, I've been to a couple of their games when I've been in Queensland in the last 12 months, the three times I was out of Victoria. Obviously, first game's against the Roosters, that's going to be tough, and it could go either way. But if they get over that hurdle, next one's against the Knights, and I reckon that's a that's an easy one.
2: Yeah, no, look, they're, they're certainly building a little bit of a dynasty uh, up there, up there in Brisbane, and um, yeah, definitely, definitely setting the pace. That's for sure. All right, Tash, uh, thoughts on this one?
1: Yeah, Dan, no doubt, all three of you are wrong, and uh, I'm pretty sure once we introduce our guests, uh, she'll agree with me. Um, but no, I'm going with the Roosters. I mean that is a phenomenal um, squad that they've got. Their roster is outstanding. The, their recruitment has been incredible. And yeah, uh, Dana, they're up against your Broncos first up, but I think they'll <laughs> knock them over. And um, then they come across the Titans. And uh, yeah, I think that'll be um, not so much easy wins, but definitely the Roosters. They'll be the they'll be the team that win the first two rounds. Put your money on it.
2: Alright guys, let's jump into our, our first segment for tonight, the huddle.
0: Leave no regrets out there.
2: That is what a real champion is made of. The
0: Broncos celebrate success once more. New South Wales have won women's state of origin on a great performance by the Australian Gillaroos.
1: Champion teams do this. They find space, they find time. I've loved watching her play and I think she'll take her game to
2: another level. Okay, and here we are. This is what all the fans have, uh, I guess, arrived here at Mojo. This is what everyone is is keen to to listen in on and that is our huddle team for the week is the Sydney Roosters and we are so fortunate to have a very special guest on Mojo Sports and that is Hannah Southwell. Hannah, welcome to the show.
4: Thanks for having me. I can't wait to yeah get stuck in.
2: Yeah, we definitely have this circled for a little bit now. Very excited to dig in on the team and well, let's let's take it back a little bit and let's talk about, I guess, how we've arrived at almost the doorstep of uh, another NRLW season. Because, yeah, it, it's definitely been weird times uh, globally, but but certainly has impacted rugby league. Talk to us a little bit about, I guess, yeah, how the feeling was, how you last finished your last NRLW campaign, and I guess leading into the preseason for this one.
4: Yeah, obviously we um, didn't finish the way we wanted to. It was actually pretty devastating um, the way we, we lost the grand final. Um, but I guess that's sport and you've got to learn um, from those mistakes that we made in that grand final. Uh, and then, yeah, obviously take us to this year. We uh, we thought we were going to kick off, everything was going to be normal and then, uh, yeah, got pushed back, which was pretty devastating. We had to, yeah, jump over a few hurdles as a playing group, um, which was really good at actually uh, combine the girls. And I don't think we've ever been closer as a wider playing groups so um you know I can't wait to get stuck in this year I just can't wait to start playing actually we've got a couple more I think it's five more weeks till we kick off and um yeah I know all the girls can't wait and yeah really looking forward to the first game against the Broncos
1: yeah, absolutely, Hannah. And uh, we can't wait ourselves. It's going to be an absolute cracker of a year for Women's Rugby League. But you mentioned that, um, you know, disappointed in the loss, how you finished up last uh, last season. But you've got coach John Strange. And now we all talk about how important it is you can't lose, lose a game in the NRLW. You've, you've got to keep winning through. But John's got quite the Uh, great reputation and quite a pack of uh, Central Coast Roosters in his squad. Can you tell us a bit about that?
4: Yeah, he does. Um, I've been involved in a few different sports in my career and without a doubt he's the best coach I've ever been coached by. He's just, I I don't even know how to describe him really. He just—he gets on with the girls really well. Um, He knows when to switch it on for training and when to turn it off and, and have a good time with them um but yeah no he's just he's a very very smart uh footy brain and like you said he's he's got a really good bunch of Central Coast Roosters girls and I think that's going to make a big difference this year obviously you've got the Broncos who've been together for a very long time but we've been together now for I think this will be our third year as a Central Coast bunch so yeah I can't wait um there's a lot of girls coming through our team that haven't sort of debuted or haven't played uh, at this level of footy so I can't wait for them to show what they've got and um yeah shake up the competition
3: how was that first week back in training? Like, what was it sort of like? Camaraderie, I'm guessing a lot of you girls sort of already know each other, as you mentioned.
4: Yeah, it was a bit different to all the other first years. Obviously, um, COVID got a hold of a few different players, and we've had we had kind of a COVID group and a non-COVID group, which was very interesting. Uh, but it was good to see everyone again, and uh, yeah, just get stuck in. It was it was slow to start off with, but once we got the hang of it by Wednesday and uh, Friday, we were yeah ready to go.
0: Um, Yeah, look, it's one of those things that's definitely COVID's affected all of us recently in separating friendship groups and that kind of stuff. So I can understand that. But um, you did mention earlier that you came from a background that had a lot of sport and you've always kind of involved in that. So how did you end up playing rugby league? I actually started with, actually, I started with ballet um,
4: and then I had no coordination whatsoever. I had no rhythm, nothing. So mum and dad, well, let's put her into something else. And um, dad went, well, oh, let's put her into rugby league. Uh, so he's a yeah diehard rugby league fan. So yeah, started technically with rugby league. Um, and I was playing from five to, I think it was maybe 11 and then had to stop. And yeah, there was nothing around at that time. There was no rugby sevens or, or rugby league at all for, for girls. So I had to jump to football, soccer. And yeah, that was interesting. I had to learn how to kick a ball. Uh, wasn't very good at that either. Uh, So I did that for about five years and then had enough of that one and and jumped over to Rugby Sevens. Um, So I started to get the feel again of tackling people and running at people, which I love doing. And, yeah, after that, uh, jumped over to Rugby League, which was my, um, yeah, true love.
1: Yeah, look, Hannah, you're very, very modest. Um, you said you had to learn how to kick a ball playing football and whatnot. Um, do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about um, the level you got to with uh, the round ball and also tell us a little bit about your rugby sevens experience?
4: Yeah, sure. Um, Yeah, so I I couldn't kick a ball to start off with. uh, So they put me into being a bit of a goalkeeper, which I was fine with. I got to catch the ball. Um, And uh, yeah, just kind of progressed along there. I was involved with um, school rugby league, uh, sorry, school football. um, And then it progressed to the Newcastle Jets. And then um, from there, it was the young Matildas. And then uh, sorry, mini Matildas, then young Matildas. Uh, and then I was involved with the Matilda squad for a little bit. So, um, yeah, that was very interesting. It opened my eyes to a lot of things, professional sport and and how to sort of hold yourself and, yeah, just be involved in sport really. Um, and then, yeah, from there I just wasn't enjoying it anymore and it just wasn't for me. Obviously, I love rugby league, so, yeah, jumped to rugby sevens um I got I was contracted straight after the Olympics I think I was 17 or 18 um and that was in So I had to move from home to Narrabeen which was very interesting again learn a lot from that um sort of grew up very very fast which was which was good for me Uh, and I was contracted with the rugby sevens program for about 10 months but again that didn't work out and I just wasn't enjoying myself and Yeah, moved back to Rugby League and started with the Dragons. So, um, yeah, very thankful for that opportunity with the Dragons. And, yeah, it's just been a a whirlwind journey really.
1: And, Dan, just before your question, Hannah, all that experience, all that high level in three different codes of of, um, sport, and just tell our listeners, like, so they don't think that you're, you know, 38, (laughs) how old are you with all this experience? I am turning twenty three in March, so I'm twenty two. Yeah. Over the hill, I reckon. Yeah,
4: I feel very old. I feel very old.
2: Tasha and, and Hannah, you, you both stole my question there, and that, that, that's exactly right. That, that's kind of where where I was going to head as well. Is um, you know, Hannah, you must you must scratch yourself to think. You know, it's. To have all of this experience and and you know to be frank considered a a leader you know within this particular team here at the roosters um you know to be sort of doing that at young age how how does it feel to kind of you know be be, you know a leader in the group at at such a young age at such a young age
4: yeah it's awesome i um yeah i didn't put my hand up to be a leader or anything Mm -hmm. like that i'm not really uh much of a talker i guess off the field or anything like that but when we get on the field, um, it just changes, and I've been told to shut up a few times from Izzy because um, we blow up in the huddle a little bit. But um, no, it's awesome, and I just want to help the young girls coming through and and just teach them everything I've learned. Like I've learned a lot of things the hard way with sport, and I want to save a lot of pain and, and heartache um, with the young girls coming through. Like my sister, she's obviously coming through now, and just passing on the things that I've experienced. Not show not so much wisdom, but just yeah, just things I've picked up in my career if she listens that's another thing but um yeah I just want to help the younger generation and and just progress the women's game because I I can't wait to see where it's going to go I know our um CBA is up for negotiation very soon and I know that's going to change a few things in the game so yeah I I can't wait
3: hey and maybe a bit of a stitch up but is there a reason that you don't smile in photos because there's plenty on (laughs) uh, social media that get around in team photos especially
4: yeah, I don't know. I just kind of started doing it when I was in the Dragons and then it just progressed. Um In Origin, I know there was a video that I, I didn't even know he was going to put a video together. And um, I don't know, I just started staring at the camera and with a deadpan face and he loved it and put a video together. So I don't know where it's sort of come from, but I just find it hilarious and a few other people find it pretty funny as well. So, yeah,
2: Definitely probably should stop. Definitely got the game face ready to uh, ready to attack. Yes. Well, uh, Hannah, let's let's dive into uh, to this team, the Sydney Roosters, because uh, you know I, I think about I think about the club and and what it must feel to put on that jersey because. You know, regardless of, of which club you follow in rugby league, when you see the Sydney Roosters jersey, it just it screams excellence, professionalism and, you know, one of the top franchises in Australian sport. But uh, let, let's dive into some of the the amazing talent that you've got on the roster. Let, let's start with um, with some of your outside backs uh, in the team. Obviously, we've got some big high profile names here and, um, yeah, certainly the ability to score a lot of points in the upcoming NRL W season. But, yeah, talk to us a little bit about some of the outside backs uh, in this squad.
4: Yeah, so we've got um, Brady Parker, uh, Isabel Kelly, Jess Surges, uh, a whole host of names, really. But the beauty of it is that they can play um, in the centres or the wing, but also fullback. They can play anywhere, really. So um I think it's a fantastic squ- squad and I think John Strange has done a fantastic job pulling these girls together and making sure they know they know when they come into this squad and this environment that you will be looked after but also it's very professional and we want to win we we're, we're going out to win every single game so we're not at training just um yeah messing about or anything like that so yeah it's it's fantastic the outside backs um uh, but yeah like I said they can play anywhere really they could take my yeah. position
1: sorry no, Hannah, I think you're playing lock, but I'll be surprised if you're not. But you were mentioning um, your outside backs. I mean, you just mentioned some, you know, the stars of our game. But as far as pace goes, have you guys had a, um, any inkling or, or some sprint trials? or? Because I know Corbin Baxter's, you know, she's been doing a bit of sprint training um, there's quite a few fast players. Is there some, who's the fastest player in your back line, if you had to just guess?
4: oh that's a tough question <laughs> we
1: were at training the other day
4: and someone got a breakaway uh I think it was Jocelyn got a breakaway and it was I, I completely missed her I was just too slow and unfit. and Jess Surges came out of nowhere she came from the other side of the field and flew and I'd never seen anything like it like I just couldn't I, could, I was astounded. Um, so obviously Jess is very, very fast, but you've got Izzy, Brady, Parker, like you said, Corbin. There's just so many fast girls. We've got girls from Queensland now as well that have come down and I don't even know how fast they are yet. So it's a, it's a tough one to answer. But, yeah, that experience with Jess, I'd never said anything like it.
2: Yeah, and it's. Uh, I, I guess we just can't wait to see those first few games because one of the things we are learning is the the, the pure athleticism of the sport, it's just growing year in year out. So you know, you, you think a player's fast one year. Let's just see. You know, we, with more and more preseason, more and more work, it's uh, it's incredible. Now, look and, and Hannah, to your point, I, I think you've got a lot of, I guess, great versatility. You know, in in the in the outside backs and across the squad. To be honest, when we look at this team. The 1 to 17 isn't particularly clear for me because there's just so much competition for spots. But I guess that puts you in a really good position where, you know, you're going to be battling fatigue, possible injuries, two competitions this year. Uh, I guess that puts you guys in a good position. Let's talk now a little bit about the general, some of the playmakers, some of the halves in this particular squad. Yeah, talk to us about this particular group.
4: Yeah, well, like I just said, we've got Jocelyn. Um, She's come from the coast. She's developed uh, enormously. Uh, I remember when she first started, oh, she started at second row and uh, we could all see that she had a bit of talent. Um, But actually, stranger yet again, had a brilliant idea to put her in the halves because she just had great um, ball handling skills and she was just yeah very smart and could see could see she had a footy brain, um, so yeah I can't wait to see her sort of debut and and sort of debut in the halves and yeah and rip in there. But you've also got Zahara and um, Corbin, so yeah they are they're gonna they're gonna kill it. Um, I can't wait to see what Z can bring to the game and also Corbin. So it's very difficult. It'll just be um, who sort of performs in training and who wants it. Because, like you said, that we've got a lot of people uh, in the same position, so it's going to really make really um, yeah push those girls to be the best that they can be.
1: Yeah, Hannah, like you mentioned in the halves, and it's such a key combination that you need to get going and and get going quickly. And to have someone that you mentioned, like Jocelyn, um, she got best back in, in the in the mm-hmm. Central Coast Roosters, and she scored like seven tries and set up eight tries or something. That's yep. not bad.
4: Life. No, no, no. She's a fantastic young player coming through. I, I honestly just can't wait to see what she can uh, bring to the competition. She's someone that I think will really cover up this season. And um, yeah, she's actually, she's fantastic to play with. We've got a bit of a, uh, a link going on between her and I. So uh, yeah, I can't wait to see what she'll do this year.
2: And Hannah, talk to us about a little bit in and around the ruck around that dummy half roll. What, what is that kind of shaping up to look like uh, for the Roosters?
4: Yeah, we've got um, a few front rowers that have come in. Obviously, you've got um, Samai Matalfa and a few of the other girls that have now left the club. So that gap had to be filled. And um, I think Taylor Prebidom is going to be enormous in that role. Like I said, she's another one coming through that will absolutely – I think, tear the competition in half. And I've watched her play um, with, when I was with um, CRL Newcastle and she has just grown so much. I remember she couldn't even pass the ball back then. She wouldn't mind me saying that, but she couldn't pass a ball and now she's throwing balls left, right and centre and it's just like, oh, where did this come from? So that's just credit to Strangey and credit to taylor for putting in um putting in the work at training um so yeah i can't wait to see what she's going to bring we've got a few young girls that have come up from tasha gale um and it'll be very interesting to see how they go i haven't seen them um in training obviously uh too much but i've heard great things about them and Yeah, can't wait to see it. And then we've got um, Olivia Higgins and and Shorten Burton who are going to play in the nine roles. So um, I've watched both of them, like I said, from CRL Newcastle come over to the Central Coast. And I think Olivia started uh, in the halves and just (laughs) I was her second rower and just was shocking. She wouldn't mind me saying that either. (laughs) um but she moved to nine and she's always wanted to play nine and I, it's just phenomenal to see um how much she's developed and and grown and, and same for short and she's um i've known her for about two years now and yeah she's just grown immensely as well in size as well she's gotten quite big over the off season very strong very powerful she give me a run for
3: give me a run for my money how important is that, Hen? Because you mentioned all the losses, a lot of players have gone uh, mainly to Parramatta, but just that forward pack now, you're probably the most experienced there. And um, I guess a lot of these young girls that we haven't seen in the forwards, but that's typically where um, I guess Brisbane have dominated the competition in the past. Like, how important is it that they sort of catch on really quickly to what you guys are doing?
4: Yeah, it's massive. Um, we've got a few girls, like I said, from the coast, and we've been building those connections for the last two years but just weren't up to it at that stage. So we've been playing together now for a while, and it's just going to be crucial um, to know each other and, and the way each other plays. So, yeah, like you said, there's big boots to fill, but I definitely think those girls coming through can do it, and um, I honestly just can't wait to see what they can do to the competition.
1: Okay, Hannah, I'm going to put you right on the spot. You've mentioned a <laughs> few the girls coming through. Can you just give me one or two names of a player that you think will really catch our eye and surprise us? Just, you know, a, a, a smoky, as they say.
4: Yeah, I think Taylor. She's going to be um, a massive one coming through from uh, the coast. And I think, yep, yeah, the ones I've said, um, Olivia Higgins and Sean Burton. Um, and, well, I could name heaps of girls if you want. Um, Jocelyn, I think she's just going to rip in this year. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we've got a few development girls as well. Like I said, coming through Tasha Gale, that will probably get a run. I can't name names yet, um, but they're looking to to yeah be really be training really well at training and getting on with the girls really well. And that's another massive thing to be able to click like we have. We've got um, no egos in the team or anything like that. Everyone's just treats everyone like equals, even though you've got a bit of a name. Um, everyone's just equal. You're playing footy. You're out there to play footy. You're not out there to boost Shiri going on out there to look pretty there to play footy. So I think that's massive and I think that's a really good thing, um, really good culture in the Roosters.
0: Yeah, look, Hannah, you mentioned, you know, you've got a lot of up-and-coming people coming from like Central Coast, like more specifically as it is a bit close to that kind of stuff. Um, and obviously you're that same age as like me, like I'm 25. So it's that same age where, you know, you're playing footy or stuff growing up and then the, the female competition stopped when you're 12 because there was nothing else to kind of bridge that gap to to getting into that professionalism side of sport as you got older. So for, for people listening at home, what do you think is the best way to go about it if you're in that, you know, early 20s age where you've missed those few crucial years? Like, is there a way that you can get back into it? Or is it just kind of one of those, it's too late, find another sport kind of vibes?
4: No, I think there's always a way to get back into it. Like I said, I went through the sevens pathway and then came over to league. So um, you've got a few different options there's obviously the, the Tasha Gale competition but that's um, for girls a bit younger um, but if you're in the yeah, the mid-20s um, I, I would just sort of go down to your local club and, and see if they've got a women's team there um, if they don't you might have to go elsewhere but I think there there's a lot more opportunity now for women in rugby league than there was when I was obviously playing footy so there are all these competitions happening and Yeah, you see it all the time. I actually think I saw an over-50s game being played uh, before COVID. So it's it's all around and it's becoming uh, more accepted in society and it's just, yeah, fantastic to see.
3: Why didn't you get an invite to that, Tosh, that over-50s game? What's going on (laughs) there?
1: What you missed my try, I <laughs> chipped, regathered, chipped, regathered all on my own. I can't believe you haven't noticed.
2: Scored uh, scored five tries uh, by yourself now. And and Hannah, you know, something we're talking about off air as well is you know, you, you think about where the game's going to be in 12 months' time, like, imagine the growth at that junior level after the back of, you know, this jam-packed schedule of Women's Rugby League this year. You can only imagine that registrations and interest in the game will continue to grow. So you're certainly a big part of that. Uh, One last question for you, a bit of an interesting one. Obviously, you've built a lot of friendships. You've got a lot of mates within the squad. Uh, Who's the biggest pest amongst amongst the Roosters crew?
4: (laughs) Oh, gee. You know what? I love her, but it would be Yasmin Meeks for sure. She... (laughs) <laughs> We're at training the other day and she just gave it to Izzy. Uh it was just hilarious. I won't say what she said, but it was hilarious. So yeah, she would for sure be the biggest pest in our in our comp.
2: Uh, excellent. We love uh, we love personalities in rugby league and, uh, yeah, certainly, certainly a player uh, to watch coming into the season. All right, guys, uh, no sitting on the fence when it comes to our predictions for the Roosters coming into the NRLW season. Let's go around the grounds with our predictions now. Um, Tash, you were pretty glowing um, of the Roosters team in terms of a bit of a fast start there. So, yeah, where, where do you think the Roosters will finish up um, in this first campaign?
1: Yeah, Dan, I'm pretty confident because you've got so many Central Coast Roosters, you've already got that core. And nobody bar the Broncos in the previous seasons have had that, Um, so many players that have worked together all season, um, you know, kind of players in the Central Coast Roosters. They went through undefeated. So it's no secret here. Um, I'm picking the Roosters. Uh, they They will win this
2: season. Wow, that is uh, that is high praise uh, coming from Tasha. You're a pretty uh, you're a pretty tough uh, pundit there, so we'll, we'll take that, Alicia. Um, yeah, what's your thoughts on the Roosters? Lost a few players, a lot of new new faces coming into the squad, but um, yeah, thoughts on on this first competition?
3: It's like trying to pick your favorite child. I hate this. I hate this topic. This picking, um, but. Look, I think my worry for the Roosters is the forward pack. Um, as I mentioned before, um, that's probably my only concern. I think their backs are amazing and will make up a lot of the groundwork, I guess, um, in terms of their, with their forwards. But yeah, I mean, if they can get a little you know, on a little bit of a roll, um, I, I can, I've got them making the semis because there is a semi-final series this year. Um, but I can't see them reaching the grand final from there.
2: Dana. Sorry,
3: head.
2: Sorry, head. <laughs> that's, no, that's okay. We love, we love honest. Uh, and and Dana, what's your thoughts?
0: Um, like you know, we're all talking about positions and gains and losses and between other squads and added teams, that kind of stuff. But I think it, you know that's all well and good. But in the end, it does come down to your attitude and how well you do work as a team because rugby league is a team sport. Um, so you know, Hannah touched on it that they all you know, get along really well and they all gel together and there's no egos or clashes, stuff like that. So I think that's going to play into more as well as the skills that they are developing with that connection of the feeder team and stuff. So I I reckon they'll go as, you know, as much as I love me Broncos, I reckon they're going to go all the way. It's their year. They've got that pack. Um, and, you know, the skills and that can all be there. That's all improved. But if someone's got a bad attitude, you can't fix that. So yeah. that's what I definitely think will help them
2: get over the line. No, I love it. Good call, good call. Look, for me, the yeah, Broncos are going to be difficult to chase down in the regular season, so I see the Roosters finishing uh, probably second uh, in the regular season, but all bets are off once we get to the finals, and there's a little bit of a revenge there uh, amongst this particular group that I'm looking forward to. So, yeah, I agree with you. This team is going to be right up there in terms of the ladder. Um, Hannah, we won't put you in an awkward position. Uh, obviously, you're in it to, to win this competition, but I guess my question is, around that fire in the belly I mean this this team would be pumped they'd be ready to uh to come into this campaign not only the fact of how the grand final went in the last campaign but also you know this weird awkward break around COVID I guess you guys just ready to go out there and play and, and compete and win
4: yeah we can't wait uh like you said we didn't finish the way we wanted to at all uh and there is a bit of um I won't say revenge but yeah we've got a bit of hunger to sort of go out there and, and stick it to everyone else in the competition. I know a few people have written us off, but a few people have sort of thought, oh, they're not too bad. They've got a pretty good um, outside back line and the forward pack's looking all right. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, but I know we're, we're we're right up there and we've got a fantastic coach and support group and club. So I just can't wait to start playing footy and whacking people, to be honest. <laughs>
2: All right, all right, guys, let's jump into our final segment for tonight, Rapid Fire. And hey, we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. It's your apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for
3: him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon.
2: Okay, the show, we are oh, my
4: boss is saying Closing Time. Maybe that's what you're doing.
2: Yeah, and this week on Rapid Fire, the question I've got for you guys is who will win uh, the Daily M medal for Season 1? So obviously there'll be two uh, Player of the Year awards uh, announced this year with the two competitions, but who will win it in that first season? Uh, Let's start with Tash. Uh,
1: Dan, um, it only took me three years to get Ali Brigginshaw, right? Um, But finally she got there, and deservedly so. I'm going to go with Corb's. Corbin Baxter, Um, she's just phenomenal. She's, her versatility, her leadership skills, her experience, um, like we just saw her last year. A lot of um, extra pressure maybe was put on her, but I think she's grown even more and um, she's an outstanding player and I think really, really thoroughly deserves a Dalian.
2: Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, I think we're going to hear a few few names that will definitely be in contention. But, you know, you've always got that one friend that, you know, when someone wins, you're like, you know, they predicted it, you know, months, months before. This is us trying to get on record so that we can uh, replay this to see if we got it right. Uh, Hannah, block your ears for this one because, uh, look, my player is uh, is yourself, Hannah Southwell. I've been following your career for quite a while and I think for a few reasons, I think you're definitely in contention. Number one, we want to show how much talent is coming out of the mighty city of Newcastle. Um, some, some of our hunter talent, Hunter talent coming through, and we want to see some different types of players win these types of awards. Someone with a bit of a defensive edge, and I just love the way that you play the game. Uh, a lot of aggression there, so um, yeah, no, Hannah for me. Uh, Alicia, uh, what's your thoughts on this one? So much talent, especially at the very, very top. When you talk about some of the elite players, um, who do you think is going to win it in the uh, in the first competition?
3: Well, firstly, no pressure, Hannah. Go and get the Delia <laughs> LA medal. <laughs> um, I'm thinking tactically here. So I think the Broncos are going to be right up there again, but I think they're going to pick their points away from each other. So I've gone with an eel to keep on topic in my prediction from earlier tonight. Um, and I've gone with Bo Welsh. I think um, if she plays fullback or 5'8", depends where Parramatta put her. Um, I think, you know, if she plays well, Parramatta will win most of their games and she'll probably be a standout. So yeah, big fan of hers, and I think she could easily quite get it.
2: Yeah, definitely. She's going to certainly create some highlights this year. Uh, that's for sure an incredible player. Speaking of highlights, uh, Dana, let's let's talk about uh, your selection here, uh, a player that um, a lot of people are pretty familiar with.
0: Yeah, so I um, I selected Isabel Kelly. Um, you know, she's got a, a mountain of experience under her belt, um, you know, representing New South Wales and State of Origin and uh, playing in the Dillaroos as well. Um, You know, despite, you know, getting her injury in 2020 that I think put her out for the second half of the year, I think. um, You know, she's come back stronger. She's one of the fastest and hardest attackers that I've seen uh, in the women's league. So I'm putting my money on her, um, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I like it. Definitely, definitely. (laughs) Definitely one of the greats uh, in the game already. All right, Hannah, um, you're up. So obviously you'll win this. Uh, you'll win this medal uh, for sure. But let's talk about the runner-up uh, in this competition. No, but in all seriousness, it must be difficult to pick one player. It's you talk about you know just the, the unbelievable talent at the very top of your game. But um, yeah, what's your thoughts on this one, especially with a bit of a different preparation coming into the NRLW season? Um, who do you think is going to shine uh, in this call? Yeah, it's
4: a tricky one. But thanks for the vote. I appreciate that. Um, I think. Uh, Tamika Upton's probably going to get it she's a legend of a human I love her running style and uh, but in all seriousness she's uh, a really fantastic player and I think she's going to carve up this year she always does she's put me on show a few too many times and uh, yeah I can't wait to see what she can bring to the game.
3: Hey Hen just quickly on that we spoke to Steph Hancock a couple of weeks ago and she basically said that that kid's got like She's only at 20% of her ability. Like, that's pretty freakish. What's it like to just play against her and try and stop her?
4: Oh, she's, she, like she said, she's just a freak. Um, or I remember, I don't know if it was 20, 2019 or 2020 origin. It was one of them. And uh, I think it was the first try of the game. It was Corbin and I up in the line, and she just put us both on show. It was just ridiculous. I, couldn't, I honestly couldn't believe it. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely know she's. Yeah, I would I agree with Steph that she's only had about 20% of her potential. And yeah, she's just uh, a freakish person, but she's also fantastic. Like, she's very humble and she yeah, never obviously gloats about herself. So, um, yeah, I think she's definitely very worthy of winning that award.
2: Alright right, guys. Look, that's all the time we have today. Uh, Hannah, just want to uh, thank you for coming on the show. We really do appreciate it. Um, You know, we speak every week about our excitement heading into the NRLW competition. It's uh, it's definitely going to be great. But, um, yeah, really do appreciate you coming on, uh, promoting the team. And, uh, yeah, we just can't wait to see you get out on the field and, uh, yeah, show what you've got this year.
4: Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me, and thanks for everything you're doing in the women's game. It's awesome.
2: No, I definitely appreciate your support. And uh, and to our panel members, look, thank you again for tonight. Always bringing the heat as we talk all things rugby league. And to our listeners, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please share with your family and friends. Continue to download the podcast. And until next week, we'll see you then.